0: I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this week's episode of the Stages Mind podcast. I'm your host, Terrence Hill, presented to you by E tv This week, my guest, she is a recording artist, a author, and she's an entrepreneur. This week, I want to honor you and present to you, Samantha Williams. Yeah. Uh. We gotta, gotta rise up. Rise up. Overbroke, give everything, better yet, give your all. They don't want to see you win, nevertheless, you'll evolve. Want to see my demise, you can be in for a surprise. That's the sun ain't about to set, now it's about to rise. Come hell or high water, we got to rise up. Despite the storms of life, man, we got to rise up. Got to rise up. Got to rise, rise up. Rise up. Rise up. Rise, up. We rise up. Samantha, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself?
0: Doing pretty good. Uh, it's a privilege Great. and honor to have you on the program today. Uh, I want to start off. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, um, I am originally from Savannah, Georgia. Right now we live in Virginia Beach, Virginia.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I love to minister to others, whether it be um, music, whether it be words of encouragement or um, speaking or writing, whatever it is, um, I always I've always had a passion to uplift others, so that's something I love to do, and um, (laughs) pretty much that's it. Yeah.
0: Uh, That's what I do. Okay. Now, reading your bio uh, that you've done some traveling overseas, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so I lived in um, Misawa, Japan for a year and a half. And um, it was a really, really great experience. I had the opportunity to sing for a Japanese wedding. I was managed by a company there. And it was, it was a lot of fun, like a lot of different, um, it was actually American songs, like things like uh, the Fuji, that's like back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. we sung a lot of stuff like that. Um, it was a great experience. I had the opportunity to sing with Japanese choirs. Um, and we would say things like, Oh, happy day and things like that. Um, yeah. we also, um, had the opportunity to visit, you know, Japanese churches and things like that. So it was a great experience to be able to travel and see how they worship. They're very passionate. Um, so it was a great experience.
0: Powerful, powerful. Um, now also, uh, I know in your background, as far as, um, everything that you do, I know you, you're a multitask person and you do a lot of things, but tell us a little bit about your, your ministry and, um, how you got started in the ministry and what, uh, do you do specifically, uh, in your ministry?
1: Okay. So in ministry, I actually, um, like I speak, I sing, um, I write music. So, um, as a recording artist, I've been doing that for Um, behind others and writing for others as well as you know uh, recording myself I've been doing that for uh, over 10 years Mm. Um, I've also um, I've been speaking for about that that same amount of time as well Um, and so my niche as some would say uh, I would say would be young people Um, I love to minister to you and to encourage them I believe healthy children create healthy adults So (laughs) that's been a passion for me uh, for a very, very, very long time. I've had the opportunity to be like a youth pastor and uh, different things like that. So it's been really good. Um, So ministry for me is, um, I would say, um, geared at young people and especially women. Um, Healing and, and deliverance and just breaking out and becoming who God called us to be as women. Um, being able to own, you know, our life and take the next step to go wherever God wants us to go.
0: Yeah. Now, how did you get involved in insurance? And what was it about insurance that drew you towards it?
1: I think it's pretty much been like that whole helping people type thing. So insurance um, is very, very, very important um, to have because you never know like what would happen Um, It can be anything from a sickness or like someone lose their life or anything like that. And if you don't have insurance in place, it can really wreck a person's life. So um, I definitely, you know, took advantage of the opportunity to help others and and to educate them on um, the the benefits of having insurance. And so I've been doing insurance for about six or seven years, Mm -hmm. um, but I've just expanded to be able to actually... Um, do insurance for businesses um, or um, to do like critical illness, cancer plans, things like that. I do life insurance, health insurance. Um, I work with the marketplace. So people who are unable to afford insurance, like I'm also here to help them to see if we can get them a stipend to um, lower the cost of insurance for them. So I'm definitely you know, trying to expand so I can help people in any way possible.
0: Now, what do you enjoy most about being an insurance agent? Is the aspect of helping people or yeah. educating people?
1: I would say, yeah, especially um, especially when something happens and then that person has to use the insurance, then it's like, oh my God, if you didn't have that, then just think about, you know, what could have happened. So um, I definitely, you know, love the the part of you know, helping people. And then a lot of times I can make my own schedule or, you know, it's just, it's convenient um, as far as how I can help people and how I can really do things on my own. Uh,
0: Tell us the importance of health and life insurance.
1: Uh, Well, life insurance is definitely important. Like some people even use, and and people don't think about this, but life insurance is also used to, um, it can be like a savings account. Uh, we have a lot of plans that works with the 501c3. You're like putting things out like in the stock and things like that. Like it, like our uh, plans, it can work with that. So you can, you're investing whenever you do life insurance. You're pretty much investing. Some people choose to get $30,000. Some people may choose 60. Some people may choose 200,000 because they want to set up their families in a place that pretty much they've never been before. Um, or to sustain with where they are. So life insurance can be used in many different ways, uh, many different investments. You can even borrow against it. So, like say, if you um, if you have a two year old or a one year old or baby, and you get life insurance, by the time they're able to go to college, that child will be able to get money out for college. Or like by the time they're wanting to buy a house, they will be able to take money out to help them buy the house. So. It's really an investment and it's a pretty good investment because, you know, it saves money for you. It in- gives you interest, but at the same time, like if something happened to you, your family's all, all taken care of. So that um, that's pretty good on how it works with life insurance. With health insurance, it's, oh my goodness, like with health insurance, like you, people a lot of times don't go to the doctor because they don't have health insurance. And with your sicknesses, if you keep up with what's going on. You have your yearly checkups. You do things like that, uh, which if you have health insurance, then your yearly checkups are usually free. Anything preventative, they're, they're free. So when you do those things, it's easier to catch things up front. So like those sicknesses that people go into and they find out, oh my God, I have cancer. I have stage you know, five or four, or, or they're like up there. So mm-hmm. it's harder to get treatment and to heal from things when you waited and waited and waited. So when you catch things like earlier, get it detected and things like that, and you're going to the doctor on the regular, it really helps. It makes a big difference on keeping up with your health. Right. So I definitely encourage health insurance as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, procrastination can definitely uh, be costly. Um, Is health and life insurance, I know you kind of touched on this earlier, but just want to, specify this for people so they can uh, you know, know about it. Is life and health insurance affordable? Because you know, all the time, most of the times we start talking about insurance policies or other things, uh, people always want to know what's the cost going to be associated with it.
1: Yeah, it is affordable. When you think about how much we pay for certain foods, or we pay for a pair of shoes, like putting away 100 dollars a month for your insurance can literally save you thousands of dollars yeah so like say for life insurance say you will only want fifty thousand like if you're in your 30s or 40s it may only cost like 40 or 50 dollars a month that's affordable that's right. a pair of shoes or or clothing or whatever you may you know be trying to get right and then like for health insurance like i said if, if you're unable to afford it and you fit the brackets of the marketplace, then you can get a stipend to help you with health insurance. Other than that, health insurance is going to run you, um, it can be anywhere from 100 to, uh, I would say like three, 300 for an individual. Now, that compared to $3,000 and $5,000, that's a big difference. So wow. it, it definitely is affordable. I had a surgery um, on my foot And I really did not know how much the surgery was. I only had to pay a thousand because of my deductible Mm. and because of some other things. But the surgery, I found out was actually over $20,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so when I looked at it, I had no idea because they communicated with the insurance company, the doctors, Mm -hmm. Um, but I wouldn't be able to get that surgery. Like who has $20,000 laying around just to pay for their foot?
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: Not going to happen. So um, it's very, very helpful to have.
0: Okay. Now, if someone is uninsured, what's step one? What's the first thing that they should do?
1: Step one is just simply reach out um, to an insurance agent like myself, um, via phone, email, um, any, and just tell them, hey, I need insurance. I'm dealing with this, this and this and this so that we can find a way to meet your needs. We never want to put you into an insurance plan that doesn't meet your needs because then you wouldn't have, you know, pretty much what you need. So wow. um, definitely just reaching out. And then that's the first step. And once you just take that first step, then you can find out what you need to do, the budget, to balance, to do whatever you need to do. And then see how that insurance agent can help you with getting the best rate for you as well.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I know being, um, you know, growing up in church myself, uh, a lot of times when some certain people die, they don't have life insurance insurance. and, Mm -hmm. you know, the church, you got to try to raise money or stuff has to go on. Like what disasters have you seen in your experience of people not being insured? And uh, what what have you seen over the years?
1: I've literally seen people have to like foreclose on their mortgage. Like Mm. I've seen so many different things and I've seen the good and the bad. So I would see, um, I had a family member who didn't have insurance and um, I have another family member who's literally still paying on it. And this person died like over six years ago. Mm. And so the other family member is still paying on the bill. And it's like, a. like is to get to have for a funeral it costs anywhere from ten thousand to like sixteen thousand dollars yeah and that's just for like the the funeral you know some people don't have a grave site some people don't have you know like Mm -hmm. that other like the transportation and all the other medical things that comes into play
0: right
1: so it, it can be get really really pricey so I've seen you know people have to you know, do so much to, just to pay those bills. Mm. Um, Now when my dad died, he, he had a, he had gotten sick before he can get more insurance, but he had about, you know, I would say 10 to 15,000 that he had from a long time ago. And if I could just express how much easier it was to just sit down as a family and to get everything taken care of. And we didn't have to like worry you know it, the pain of someone dying is enough yeah you sh- they sh- people should not have to worry about you dying as well as man where are we going to get this money to pay for to bury them and to keep our life going on
0: right so yeah, it exactly. can
1: really damage, yeah. You
0: know? Yeah, that's a lot of drama that comes along with, uh, with you know, funerals, and mm. I've seen even like the most basic of basic funeral. I mean, like really no luxury stuff can still run upwards seven, 000, eight thousand dollars. So you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, well, all the commercials that come on TV, uh, you see a lot of commercials, people selling life insurance and stuff like that. Educate the audience right now. Tell us the difference uh, between term and whole life insurance. Whole life. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's another one. It's called universal life. It's kind of in between term and whole. Okay. Um, but for term life, that's pretty much like, say, you're buying insurance. Um, most people get it for like if they are if they have a mortgage. And so, say, I would buy it. Two hundred thousand dollars for about ten years mm-hmm. because that's how long my mortgage mortgage is going to be. After that ten years, that term life disappears. So you don't have um, anything after that ten years. Now some companies they'll do um, the pay premium paybacks, so uh-huh. they'll pay you back your premiums if you don't use it within that ten years. But it depends on the company. Mm-hmm. So, but term life is pretty much for a specific term, and after it's done. It's, it's done. And so it is a lot cheaper than having whole life. Whole life is the one that when I told you about, like say if you have children and you are um, trying to save up some money, whole life will actually give you the interest and um, you build up cash value where you can borrow against it. And it's just, you know, it's handy for you. It, it'll be a little more, but if you're younger, then it, it can be like 20, 20 15 $30 a month, depending on how old you are. Um, but whole life carries you for the rest of your life, and that rate is usually locked in. So, like, say if it's $20 at, you know, age 21,
0: mm-hmm. then
1: it's going to be $20. You'll pay $20 for the rest of your life. Now, that same policy for a 60-year-old could be, like, $100 a month.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's best to get it when you're younger. Right. Um, but whole life is more than term life. And then you know, universal life is the in-between. It's pretty much, it does everything that the whole life policy does, builds that cash value. Um, it gives you the interest and everything, but it you can run it however long you want to run it. So it gives you that, that pretty much that in-between. And so if you want to run it for like age 80 or something like that, then mm. it'll run for that long.
0: Um, what was your experience during 2020 and even- uh parts of this year uh dealing with COVID-19 and the mm-hmm. pandemic and you know shutdowns and stuff like that you know how have you been doing that and also your family as well
1: we've been doing pretty good um, we've been shut in and it's been a lot for we I've had a lot of family members that passed away or that got sick and things mm-hmm. like that Sorry um yeah but it's been a lot on people like I feel like mentally and emotionally because you can't see each other and, and and all of those things but um it's been good because we've been trying to stay safe and things like that and we video chat and all of that but it's it's been pretty good and and I would say like people are, more aware of insurance now because they're like, oh, I know, you know, if I catch that, then then what else, you know? Mm. So um, the only thing is that with some some insurance plans, they don't cover COVID yet. With that being said, I mean, some people are just calling in to, oh, do you cover, you know, COVID? No, not yet. <laughs> it depends. Um, yeah. But um, as far as my family and everything, it's been going pretty good. I can't complain.
0: That's great. Now, your bio also speaks of you wanting to encourage people spiritually, mentally, and physically. So what have you been doing in those areas through your outreach and you traveling, going out, speaking, and, you know, doing all the things that you do? uh, What are you doing right now to encourage people in those areas?
1: I definitely cut back a lot after the pandemic hit. Um, but as far as like speaking and encouraging others, I do a lot, a lot of posts pretty much like on Facebook and Instagram, things like that. And Mm. every once in a while, I'll do a blog. Um, but I definitely love to encourage people to have hope because hope, man, if you can just grasp the fact of having hope, then I feel like you can really, you can tackle anything because you know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So I feel like a lot of times um, people want to give up because they can't see, like, how I don't know where I remember when I was in depression and I would think, like, how am I going to get out of this? I'll never get out of this. And then I had got, gotten to a place where I was, like, suicidal. And to think that I was like that and I was so deep in the church, I can't imagine how other people feel, especially in a pandemic, you know? Yeah. So... I, um, I love to encourage others. And sometimes I'll send out a singing video or different things like that. Um, but you know, as a speaker, I I love, you know, going out speaking Mm -hmm. and drawing in, you know, the reality of what we go through now and, you know, kind of laying it out for people to understand the word of God and for them to, you know, believe. Yeah.
0: Now, what are you seeing in areas of mental health?
1: Mental health. Um, I was actually planning on doing an event in um, September, but because of the the heights of the pandemic, mm-hmm. I um, I'm thinking about rescheduling it. Okay. Um, but for as far as mental health, um, I'm really really big on that because it's something that I dealt with. I felt like people didn't take me seriously, so I want to help in making that more aware, especially in the church, because people say pray, 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 and they don't you know, really think about, okay, well, how can a person pray when they're mentally like battling with themselves inside of their head? Like, and and even if you do say a prayer, like sometimes that doesn't stop your disbelief. You really have to tackle like the root of everything and like caring for your mental health and all of that is so important because it affects your whole life. I remember in mental, when I was um, dealing with depression, like it affected my finances like how I work, it affected so many things in my life, which caused. Um, and I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, I wonder if uh, people would end up. So many people are homeless right now, mm. and I Very was true. thinking, like, what if mentally they believed in themselves, or, mm. or like, what if they were going through mentally, and then that caused them to be homeless? Because I, when I was going through, I'm like, Dad, you know, this affected my whole life, so. What if we could help people with their mental health and then it would could help with the homelessness? So I was thinking about that the other day and I'm like, geez, wow. you know, and it's just so important. And so I'm definitely taking a stand um, with even... Um, the national association of um suicide prevention and mental health and stuff like that i've been reaching out and getting involved and things like that because people need to be aware yeah. that that is so important
0: you know uh, this is just some of the things that i've seen and then you can just kind of you know take take the torch from there and, and run with it but some of the things that i've seen in those areas of mental health or people Uh, dealing with depression a lot of times sometimes people are dealing with underachievement maybe they had Mm -hmm. some goals that they set out to do and they wasn't they were not able to accomplish that maybe they went to school and majored in something and they're working in a total different career Um, you know it could be marriage stuff sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like devastating things that may come and they have like a vision for what they want in their lives and something devastating would come and just just hit them out of nowhere. And sometimes it's very right. tough just to kind of process that particular information or to, uh, man, you know, I had this vision, this is what I wanted to do. And all these things yeah. transpired, you know, what have you seen, uh, when you go out and speak and you're meeting people across the country in various States and they're dealing with depression or, you know, mental health issues, uh, what, what have you seen, uh, on your end? That's
1: exactly what I've seen. It, it, you feel like you are pretty much not good enough, or you feel like you haven't done enough, or you haven't reached where you know the goal that you've tried to reach. I've seen that like so many times. And the thing is, um, when I when I went through counseling, I went through this counseling called Efficacy Counseling, and he said that one of the beliefs in the counseling is that you have to replace the lie of the enemy with the truth of God. So Whenever I, you know, the enemy tells me, or I have these thoughts in my mind that, oh, I'm not good enough, or I didn't reach the goal, I'll never get there, you have to replace it with something. You rebuke it, you release it, and then you replace it with the fact that I still can keep going because God didn't give up on me. Or you replace it with something that gives you hope, letting you know that, hey, you know, I still can do it. It's never too late. A lot of people say, um, delay is not denial. You know, God still works miracles, you know, in God's timing, you know, you have to replace it with something so that you can give yourself the strength to keep going, because you never know, you could have been right there in front of the blessing that you wanted.
0: Right. Uh, What made you want to become a author?
1: Um, I believe that I just like to write. So I, I thought I felt like this was my like my purpose. You know, people walk around like, oh, I found my purpose. I felt like writing Writing is my purpose. Mm. And even though I struggled with it because um, a lot of times, well, before I'm more aware of it now, like I wasn't secure in my writing, but I was good at it. Mm. Um, And I wasn't secure in it because I didn't, you know, a lot of times I would miss my commas or I miss different things like that. And so it would make me like, oh, no, I don't want to write. But, you know, you have people that can edit. So. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. there's so many things that so many excuses we put out for ourselves but sure. there's so many things that we can do to you know make it right so um writing is is so I'm so passionate about it I love right I've always liked to write stories little mm. stories when I was younger or I make up stories in my head and like like I'm writing a movie or something like that so um, my first book is actually a fiction book and then um my second book is a children's book and then my third book it talks about suicide and that's pretty much about testimonies and things like that
0: right and those books are is it a uh, christian woman
1: hidden mm-hmm. little... figures of a christian woman okay and that's the uh fiction book and then oh. little mikey joe that's the children's book and then um suicide is that's the testimonial
0: okay and um What's your writing style? You like to, you're old school. You like to pen and paper. You like to type it out on your laptop. Oh, I like out.
1: Gonna have to type it out. Type it
0: out. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you're going to
1: have to type it out anyway, so might as well do
0: that. Now, what do you love about music? Uh, you know, for those who, uh, who are watching, she is a powerful mm-hmm. recording artist. So tell us about your music and your uh, albums as well.
1: So my music is pretty much, um, it's my testimony. Like, I write uh, I write about things that I go through. I write about things that the Lord tell me. Um, my last project is called the I Live project um, and it's pretty much when I was going through that depression. So I have um the I have songs about my testimony and then I have worship songs about worshiping God, you know, even through and then just, making, making yourself available for God to use you. Like, it's just so many different things on there. It's a lot of different, it's diverse. It's very diverse. Yeah. Um, So, yeah.
0: You have any uh, music that you're working on right now?
1: I have, I do. I have some music that I'm working on right now. Um, It's actually called Delivery Room. Kind of like a worship encouragement type song. Okay. and it's pretty much talking about there's no more um, miscarriages. Um, and the Lord spoke that to me a while back. Um, there's no no more miscarriages. God is here to um, help you give birth to what he's doing in your life. Mm. And so that song has, I've been, I actually wrote it like years ago. So um, a couple of years ago. So I'm yeah. ready to release it. Mm. Definitely working on it. And yeah. uh, pretty excited about it.
0: Yeah, very, yeah, it's very powerful. I like the, uh, like the whole theme of it. Um, before we close out, I want to ask you uh, just a couple more questions. Um, uh, share with the audience very quickly, uh, the testimony uh, pertaining to your daughter.
1: My daughter, yes, yes, yes. So that was a part of the delivery room, um, song. And so my daughter, uh, a lot of times, you know, when you, when I was going through my depression, I'll say that. Um, actually, me and her dad, we were actually great, great friends, um, and we dated here and there. Um, but at the time, you know, we were friends, and I had, you know, conceived my daughter, and um, I kind of, you know, I pulled back and everything like that before, you know, I got pregnant with her. But when I got pregnant with her, I, I went to the hospital because I was feeling weak and I was feeling like oh my goodness I actually thought that I was about to die so Mm. I was just like Lord I don't know what's going on please forgive me for my sins Lord Jesus if I'm dying (laughs) (laughs) but um when I got there they were like um you were pregnant but they said that you you are having a miscarriage they told me that they couldn't find the baby Mm. um they believed that some of the baby had already dropped out So I was like, okay, they gave me the medication to take and um, they sent me home. On my records, it said miscarriage. So I went home and I, I just was kind of like, honestly, I was in worship and I was thinking like, okay, God, you know. All right. And so when, then the Lord spoke to me a few days later. He said, no more miscarriages. And I had never been pregnant before or anything like that. So I, I didn't understand it quite then. And then I went to the hospital a few days later. And then the doctor actually saw it on the, um, the documents where it said that I had had a miscarriage. And she sat down next to me. Um, and she just kind of placed her hand, you know, next to mine. And she was like, you're pregnant. I heard the heartbeat and I was just like, whoa. I was like, are you mm. serious? She was like, yeah. And so um God started speaking to me, you know, and I feel like that was kind of my, my reborn type situation on believing in him. Um, like how can a life in me be dead? And then all of a sudden you tell me that there's no miscarriage and then it's alive. Mm. And you heard the heartbeat. Like that's that's just... It was just so powerful to me, and it, it helped me to believe even more and, and to step out of that depression and to really look to God, you know, uh, for everything, to lay myself out on the table vulnerable to him, you know, in spite of, you know, what people think or what i was going through like to really know that god is a god that can heal deliver and he doesn't give up on us regardless Mm -hmm. of how many times we want to give up on ourselves he doesn't give up on us and he's you know waiting to to push us for he's waiting to give us what the things that we desire but the timing um, Mm -hmm. has to be in our hearts in our position where we are spiritually and mentally, emotionally, it has to be right for God to be able to release to us what he wants, because we would honestly mishandle so much if he just gave it to us. So I definitely believe that that was um, that experience was his way of waking me up um, and showing me that he, you know, it doesn't matter what, what we call dead, you know, when he's ready for it to live and he he calls for it to live, it's going to live.
0: Now, how many days from you getting the news that you had miscarried to you finding out that you were still pregnant?
1: It was within like a week, a week or so. Like it was like not it wasn't far out. It was just so strange. It yeah. was so, so
0: emotionally out. you were probably just devastated for that yeah. whole week or whatever and then to find out. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: was it was an experience.
0: Yeah, that's very powerful. Yeah. So it was like a lot of times, when you think um, it's over with, or you may assume that, man, you know, like the, you know, so maybe somebody's devastated. They started a business or something that they're going through, and you know, even mm-hmm. myself, you know, I can speak on, you know, me and my wife, had separated last year, and you know, and everything just worked out where we we're able mm-hmm. to reconcile. So, you know, yeah. anyone who's watching right now, whatever it is you're going through, maybe you've lost a business or something that you just feel like is so devastating, you know, just keep going, keep moving forward. You will accomplish what you set out to do. So it's a very powerful story. And you know, I see all the pictures with you and your daughter. She's very beautiful. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know you're a good mom and you're doing uh, all that you can Mm -hmm. for her. So that's powerful. Uh, What are your future plans uh, for the rest of 2021?
1: 2021, we're definitely going to focus on the um, suicide prevention and mental health Um, definitely reaching out um, and doing things in that area to help others um, overcome um, through the pandemic and you know throughout their lives uh, because our lives have really changed (laughs) I would say a year ago so I mean but um, definitely suicide prevention mental health is that's where my heart is and that's what we're going to do for the rest of the year Um, I do have some you know singing engagements and things like that that I'm I'm going to take very very carefully when it um comes to going out uh to see you know how many people are there all kind of stuff like that but um definitely going to be singing and doing things like that so
0: yeah now you are you're in virginia beach correct yes
1: virginia okay. beach virginia
0: okay so what is it like living there
1: I love it it's just it's so diverse and like um it's so much to do yeah like it's so much to just like for children and for families it's just it's always something to do and that's what I love about here like I'm from Savannah Georgia and it's it's like a lot of times it's nothing to do so Mm. I'm just like being here I, I have a lot of fun um, even just walking outside and just seeing people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, so, Cause you see so many different types of people and it's just so much that's going on. So I just I love it here.
0: Yeah. So I definitely appreciate you coming on the program today. Uh before we close Thank out, you. I do this in every show. I'm gonna throw a couple rapid fire questions at you and just answer to the best of your capability. Okay. All right, hot or cold? Hot. Your favorite food. Broccoli. Mm, broccoli. Okay. Okay. Yeah. With cheese and no cheese.
1: With cheese. I, with cheese. cheese.
0: Okay. I don't even eat. I don't even like cheese, but I can't eat cheese with broccoli. It's weird. <laughs> and I do like it pizza. Is. So that's only two things I eat cheese on. Uh, When I'm not working, I'm writing, singing,
1: playing with my daughter, like anything like
0: that. My biggest influence is
1: I would say the Clark sisters or Tasha Cobb's
0: now. My calling in life is?
1: Um, to help people, to give hope to others.
0: Okay. Uh, favorite recording artist?
1: Uh, yeah, the Clark sisters, Tasha right.
0: Uh The first thing I do in the morning is?
1: Definitely thank God for my day. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: All right. And last but not least, I want my legacy to be?
1: That I never gave up.
0: Samantha, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Uh, Your story and and testimony and just everything has been so uplifting and encouraging. And, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, Anybody that's interested in your books, uh, your albums, or even insurance, how can they contact you? Give them your uh, website, phone number, um, social media contact information.
1: Uh, Samantha is my website. Um, you can also reach me via email info at Samantha My Facebook name, you can find me at Samantha Dion, D-I-O-N-N-E Williams, or Samantha D. Williams. Um, and Instagram it is I am Samantha D. Williams.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. And uh look forward to uh seeing all the great things that you're going to do for the rest of this year and beyond
1: amen thank you so much you guys have a great
0: day oh you too thank you bye i want to thank everybody for their support those of you that have been watching all of our podcasts if you're interested in donating to the stages mind podcast you can send that two ways via paypal or cash app our cash app is terry from the A. And our PayPal is double ETV one zero one support this machine today to help us continue to do what we're doing. Also be interested in becoming a sponsor of the stages mind podcast. Email me today at double ETV at yahoo.com or call three, three, four, four, nine, eight, five, three, nine, four. Thank you very much. I want to thank you for tuning into today's program. Yeah. Be sure to hit that like subscribe. And notification bell for all things pertaining to the Stages Mind Podcast. Until next time, take care. Go for broke, give everything, better yet, give you all. They don't wanna see you win, nevertheless, you evolve. Wanna see my demise? You gonna be in for a surprise as the sunny mod to set.